0: This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer.
1: Hello, great to be with you. You're gonna, you, we got a great show for you today. So,
0: And boy, leave it to Bridget to pick a guest that's going to make us all feel guilty <laughs> early in January when we're all thinking about What we should do and what we shouldn't do resolution wise
1: yeah that's true and as we head into the new year you may be considering a new year's resolution i'd say ninety percent of people want to lose weight or or be healthier and so we've got a show for you today we're going to be talking about nutrition and wellness um, with a nutrition expert heather fink she is the owner of nutrition and wellness solutions llc in carmel and she also is the iupy sports dietitian and she does many other things and we'll get into all that so uh, welcome to faith in action
2: well, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here.
1: Well, now, how did you get into this topic? Give us a, give us a little bit of um, background on yourself and how you got interested in health and nutrition.
2: Yeah. Well, so I grew up in the Chicagoland area. Okay. And in junior high, I had a great home economics teacher. And she got me interested in food preparation was really how it started. So I got excited about cooking and did a lot of cooking when I was in junior high and high school. As I moved into high school, I went to a fairly large high school, so we had lots of opportunities for different classes. And I took some food and nutrition classes in high school. And therefore, by the time I was applying to college, I knew that I wanted to be a dietitian. I went to University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign and got my undergraduate degree in dietetics. And then you have to do a year internship after your undergraduate degree. And I went up to the University of Wisconsin-Madison to do my dietetic internship for a year. While I was there and during that experience, I realized that I really wanted to work with people who were healthy and fit versus maybe in a hospital type of setting. So I decided to go back to the University of Illinois and get my master's in exercise physiology so that I could do more sports nutrition and wellness nutrition.
1: And I'm sure there's a and big there, I'm sure there's a big difference too with those two different populations, you know, you you know in terms of your target audience of who you're helping. But
2: but go on. Well, you're right. It's maybe changing the focus to a more proactive preventive approach versus dealing with situations, medical conditions after they're already in full swing. Yeah. I want
1: to I want to ask you maybe a simple question. What is a dietitian? I don't even really know exactly.
2: Yeah, well, so I'm glad you asked because it's something I think is really important for people to know. Sure. Uh, someone who is a registered dietitian, and I am a registered dietitian. In order to have that title, you have to do the undergraduate degree, which has now turned into a master's degree. That's something new, but now it's a master's program. You then have to go through one of these internships which there are only specific places that you can go so you have to do one of the qualified internships then you take a board exam and then you can become a registered dietitian from there then you have continuing education credits that you need to get every five years in order to keep your registration so that that's the difference with someone who is a registered dietitian versus someone who may call themselves a nutritionist but may not have that background
0: gotcha now, when you mention dietitian, uh, you think maybe, I don't know, movie stars, athletes, that sort of person. Does the typical everyday person on the street have or need a dietitian? Well,
2: I'd like to think everyone should have a dietitian. <laughs> I, we, we all need to eat, and, and my role is to help people find the best nutrition plan for them, for their body, their needs, their medical background, their goals and to feel good about it without any guilt. So uh, that's unfortunately something that has developed with nutrition is feeling badly about food, but I'd really like to turn that around so that we can feel really good about our choices, feel good in our bodies, be physically fit, and then be able to serve others.
1: Well, just for the record, I love food. (laughs)
2: All food. <laughs> well, I, wanna, I want to
1: ask you, um, I want to talk about some aspects of nutrition and wellness that you focus on with your clients, and you've got a lot of different clients. Maybe talk about the, who you serve and then maybe how you help them target what they need to do to improve their health and wellness.
2: Yeah. So under the umbrella of my private practice, I see clients in my office in Carmel, And with those type of clients, it could be anything from a a sports nutrition angle. So let's say someone is training for a 5K or a marathon, a triathlon. Um, They're a basketball player, a football player. So helping individuals, whether it's from middle school all the way through a master's athlete. So master's athletes would be individuals who are 50-plus. But it's also with the umbrella of wellness nutrition. So that could be weight management, cholesterol lowering, blood sugar, management, blood pressure management, bone health. So I work with individuals one-on-one in that setting for a variety of different reasons. I also work with IUPUI Athletics. I'm the sports dietitian for the athletic department, and I work with all the teams at IUPUI. I also work with a company called Public Safety Medical. So They work with firefighters and police officers, and I do nutrition programming for them. I work with community sports medicine and, again, work with their clients on any sort of nutrition programming, whether that is one-on-one or in group settings for different teams. And then I've also written a sports nutrition textbook that's used at colleges and universities around the country called Practical Applications in Sports Nutrition.
1: Wow. Well, we're, we're talking with Heather Fink. She is a registered um, dietitian, and there, uh, we learned that there is a difference with that. Um, Okay. So I want to ask about eating healthy. I mean, it's so confusing. I mean, let's be honest. Every marketing company says that their food is the healthiest and the rules keep changing when it comes to low fat, no fat.
0: I've looked at some (laughs) salad dressing bottles and they're always on the front of the bottle, always happy to tell you what they don't have in them. No, none of this, (laughs) none of that or the other. Then you turn around the back and the second ingredient is high-fructose corn syrup. I forgot to mention that one, I guess. Yeah. But uh, you, you see that all the time. How, how critical are those when you when you look at labels, when they, when they say, you know, none of this or none of that? Is that a guide to pick the right one?
2: Well, okay, so many thoughts about, about what you've said. <laughs> I do feel like one of the issues that we have is that we are trying to find one way of eating that works for every single person, and that's never going to happen. And so it does get frustrating when there are all these different thoughts and views about food, and the reality is there are many pathways to good nutrition. And because one type of diet pattern or eating style works for one individual, does not necessarily mean it will work for another person. And so I think all of us need to just stay focused on ourselves, and determine what works best for our bodies and, and what that looks like in terms of healthy eating. The other thing is is that when we look at, Jimmy, you were mentioning about food labels. Mm-hmm. I would really like for people to get back to what I would consider some of the foundational principles of good nutrition. One would be focusing on whole foods. So frankly, things that don't have a food label are going to be the best items. So meaning like fruits and vegetables, two of the most forgotten food groups in the American diet. Mm -hmm. So if we have more fruits and vegetables that don't have labels, that would be great. (laughs) Uh, That's a great point. Whole meats, you know, fresh meats, things like that, whole grains. So it takes the frustration out of looking at a label Mm -hmm. because if we're focused on more whole foods, then we don't need to worry about that. The other thing with labels that I encourage my clients to look for, is instead of looking at the marketing things that are on the front or even the numbers on the nutrition facts panel, I really have my clients go to the ingredients listing. And if we can find foods that have short lists of recognizable ingredients,
1: Mm.
2: we're in good shape. If we look at a product, no matter what it tells you on the front, and it's got a long list, of things that aren't recognizable foods, uh, <laughs> things maybe we can't pronounce. Yeah, foods and it's something that quotes. We, yeah, 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 that we should just put back and, and, and find something else. But then the, the final thing is, is realizing that all foods fit into a healthy diet. I think what has happened is we've created this culture of negativity about food, and that's led to more frustration, more guilt, more disappointment, more aggravation. And what I would really like people to think about is that all foods fit into a healthy diet. There is nothing that you have to cut out. It's all about balance, variety, and moderation. And if we can get back to some of those foundational principles, then we're in really good shape with our nutrition and uh, can celebrate food like it's meant to be celebrated.
1: Yeah, that's a. This is great advice. I'm really so excited that we're having you on here because I'm learning a lot. Now, I want to. I want to get to the wellness side, and I have to mention that um, you ran the Boston Marathon and you did the Hawaiian Ironman. I've never even heard of the Hawaiian Ironman. What was? What's that? Or Was well, it the Iron it, Woman it, in your case, right? <laughs>
2: So the, the Hawaii, the Kona Ironman, the World Championship, it's considered the World Championships for the Ironman distance for triathlon. So an Ironman is a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and then a marathon that you do in one day. And so both of those type of events are things that you have to qualify for and then you're eligible to compete. So I'm very grateful that for a good chunk of my life, uh, endurance sports was a big part of what I did, and I I feel like it has helped me personally and professionally to, one, kind of celebrate fitness and, and what our bodies are capable of, but then also having a unique perspective of other individuals who would like to accomplish those same goals of being able to understand it not only from a professional angle but from a personal angle. Uh, so I'm, I'm very grateful for both of those opportunities.
1: I want to talk a little bit about vitamins because vitamins, um, I've also, I've heard that you can, if you eat a healthy diet, you don't need any kind of supplements, but then you also hear you should take supplements anyway, or, you know, there's just a lot of confusion about that. So what's your thought on that?
2: Yeah. So supplements are this large category of products that are meant to supplement what we eat through whole foods. Okay. However, it is exploded into this huge area of products that are marketed quite heavily to all of us. Mm-hmm. Vitamins and minerals would fall under that supplement category. I generally recommend that I would like individuals to get their, their vitamins and minerals and other nutrients from whole foods whenever possible. But there are times that a supplement is indicated Especially if we've got some sort of deficiency, like let's say someone has iron deficiency anemia or they are, have a deficiency with vitamin D, then of course a supplement is indicated and we need to have an appropriate regimen for that individual. But otherwise, whole foods is where it's really at. When we look at the research and we look at the data of the people who are the healthiest and have the best health outcomes long-term, it's always eating real food. It's not from taking a lot of supplements. So let's focus on real, whole food. If you feel like you need possibly something in an individual vitamin or mineral form, then let's see your physician. Let's get blood work and make sure we get individual data on you to know if it's indicated and, if so, how much you should take.
0: Now, you mentioned various vitamin deficiencies, and I'm wondering how a person would recognize that they have a vitamin deficiency.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great question, and it can get complicated because a lot of times the signs and symptoms are indicative of other issues. So, for instance, it could be fatigue. It could be just not feeling very well. You're just feeling off. It could be headaches. It could be muscle cramps. It could be uh, you're maybe exercising and you know you're capable, you're fit to do a certain pace or a certain type of workout, but you're just dragging. You just notice something is off with your body. And, boy, that could be so many things. Is Mm -hmm. it your sleep? Is it stress? Is it hydration? Is it not feeling enough? Is it a medical condition? There are just so many reasons. And that's why I also feel like going to the doctor, let's have a discussion first. Let's rule out any sort of medical condition that could be causing these symptoms. And if we check the boxes there and there's nothing going on, then, yeah, let's get some blood work done and let's take a look at what's going on with your body to then determine what the cause or the root of the problem might be.
1: We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Heather Fink about wellness and nutrition. I've got a lot of great questions, so we're getting a lot of good information here. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action.
0: At Catholic Radio, we love to hear from you. Call us anytime. Just recently, we found this message on our voicemail.
2: I'm a non Catholic that listens to your Catholic radio station, and I just wanted to thank you guys. I listen to uh, Catholic Answers and Al Christ sometimes, and I think her name's Teresa
0: Tommy. I listen to her and uh, another show or two. I appreciate it. Call us at 317 870 8400 and let us know what you're thinking. I just called to say, even though I'm not a Catholic, I listen to your station.
1: Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today?
0: Alexa, what time is the Colts game today?
1: Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow.
0: Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy.
2: Catholic Radio Indy.
1: You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with Heather Fink. She is a registered dietitian, and she is the owner of Nutrition and Wellness Solutions, LLC. In Carmel, Indiana, and she does a whole bunch of other things which we've chatted about. And we're talking about um, nutrition and wellness. Ironically, uh, you're the perfect person to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about what, get your thoughts on the diet culture, you know, within the United States and how we can eat healthy without falling in this obsessive trap of dieting.
2: Mm-hmm. I do feel like it, it's quite unfortunate. We, we have gotten into this pattern of thinking about diet nutrition with very short-term patterns, lots of restriction, guilt, and frustration. And it makes me sad to to think that that is is where we are versus where I'd love people to be is celebrating food, enjoying food, sharing it with others, and, and using it to enhance our health and well-being and being able to be physically fit and have fun with life. So that's a lot of what I work with my clients on, of how can we change these negative messages into positive messages to really turn that around so that we can feel good about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Uh,
0: What would your thoughts be on what people refer to as going on a diet? Uh, The popular one these days, I guess, is the keto diet. Uh, there was Atkins, which I guess is somewhat similar. Mediterranean. But, but there's low you know, calories. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's an endless variety of them. Uh, which one's the best? <laughs> no, I don't mean that. What are your thoughts on all of them?
2: Yeah. Well, I would say whenever I have a client who comes to me, and it doesn't matter which diet we're talking about, mm-hmm. one of the first things we discuss is if we are going to make changes, I want you to feel like you can make this change today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life. And if you don't feel like whatever you're thinking about, we can do forever, then I would say let's not bother. Because Americans have done, uh, do a very good job of going on a diet, Mm
1: -hmm. maybe
2: losing weight, but they do a horrible job of sticking with those dietary changes. And that is part of what's led to this frustration of ups and downs and going in a million different directions. So I would encourage people to make sure that if they're going to make a change, especially if it's a dramatic change, like something like going on the ketogenic diet, that we've really got to think it through and make sure it's good for them long term. Now, if someone wants to go on any of the diets that you mentioned and they would really, really like to do it, then I help them to find a way to do it in a reasonable way. Uh, And we monitor them and we evaluate as we move through.
1: Now, how long do clients typically meet with you? Like, is it like a short-term or long-term, like your private, for your private practice?
2: You know, it's very different. It depends on the goals for the individual. I like to have an hour and a half with my clients for our first meeting so that we can really cover their goals, their preferences, put together an example meal plan, set some daily nutrition goals. And some individuals feel like, you know what, that's all I needed. I, I just needed a little direction, a little nudge, and I can take it from here. And then other people really like to meet long-term, and whether that means weekly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, it's whatever is most helpful and supportive for the client to cover all of their questions and concerns, address their long-term needs, and just be there for accountability and support.
1: I want to get into some tips, and you've actually mentioned several throughout the program, but what are some simple tips that people can do to improve their nutrition and wellness in the new year?
2: Okay. Well, I would say one of the things is to possibly resist the urge to transform everything in January. Mm -hmm. Certainly a a common practice of, okay, it's January 1st, I'm kicking off the new year, and I'm going to change all my patterns. And I appreciate that enthusiasm and interest in addressing their nutrition. But I would encourage people to think, maybe why don't we just change like one or two things, And let's get the ball rolling. Let's make sure this is doable. And then we'll have success and we'll get excited about it and we can move forward. So, for example, one of the things might be, can we just have a fruit or vegetable with every meal? Hmm. One of the, the tips I give all of my clients is that every meal should have three food groups. One should be a fruit or a vegetable. The second thing should be a good protein source. And then whatever else fits with the meal that would be yummy and delightful. It sounds so basic, but it is not happening universally. And I would like it to happen universally with every meal that every person has. There's nothing magical about that combination. It's not about eating the foods at the same time. It's just thinking about balance and variety as we move throughout the day. So that's one of my favorite tips. And I feel like if we if we just did that, we'd make a lot of
0: progress. What are some of the uh, common misconceptions or myths about nutrition people say gee if i only did this i'd be great for the rest of my life are are, are there some things that fall in that category of myths or misconceptions
2: oh boy how long do you have (laughs)
1: i've got got one let's not eat donuts during faith in action (laughs) That, that would help we don't have any in here right now but we do sometimes
2: well okay here here would be a couple that i i hear about a lot i would say the first thing is that there are foods that you should never eat. Um, and, and I really believe in the concept of all foods fit into a healthy diet. So you can have whatever you want, but let's do it in balance and, and, and variety and moderation. The other thing that's a hot topic right now would be, are we supposed to eat on a certain schedule? Mm. Whether that is a certain time frame of eating every two to three, four hours. Is it intermittent fasting? Is it fasting for 24, 48 hours? we have lots of different discussion points about how a person should eat and that timing. What I encourage people to think about is is what are your internal hunger cues? Those God-given cues that tell us when and how much we should eat. If we get really in tune with those natural cues that we have, we will eat at the right frequency and the right quantity throughout the day. But we just have so many things in our world and our life that have led us astray Whether it's eating by the clock or eating just because it's lunchtime or eating because food is there, we're at a party, we're at a gathering, um, we're bored, we're stressed, whatever it might be, there's so many reasons that we are eating that are not related to physical hunger that I think that could be another thing that would help people to get back on track.
1: And when you mentioned about those internal cues, I wanted to mention a little bit about faith, obviously. There's a faith aspect of nutrition and wellness. We have just a couple minutes left, probably about four minutes. Do you want to touch on that topic, um, the um, faith aspect of nutrition and wellness? Obviously, we're faith in action here, and we're all Catholics, so let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, well, I feel like good health is really a gift from God and, and that we need to take care of our bodies honor our bodies, and also make sure that we're nourishing ourselves well, uh, we're physically fit and strong, so that if we are to serve others, that we are able to do that because we have taken care of our, our bodies. So I feel like it is something very important, whether we're talking about serving our families, serving our communities. If we're not healthy, we will, we will not be able to do that.
1: I do want to get in two other questions. Um, how important is, is sleep? and and coffee, because people <laughs> drink so much coffee, and those two things kind of don't go together. Um, so talk about those two things.
2: Sleep is incredibly important, and it's gaining recognition of how important it is, and it's not just the amount of time we're in bed, it's the quality of sleep, so it's both quantity and quality. I think we will continue to learn more about how powerful sleep is and that we really need to pay more attention to it. We, we've gotten to the point where we're quite short in our duration of sleep and it's it's quite poor. Sleep. And even so, quali- yeah, I, quality, yeah. Poor. Yeah. So very important and, and we'll continue to learn more. Because we're not sleeping well, then coffee comes up more frequently. Yep. <laughs> so I, I am not opposed to coffee. I think we can have some coffee and it is just fine. However, if we're relying on coffee to get us through the day, we're drinking it all throughout the day I like to look back at what is the root of our problem? Why are we feeling so tired? Is it sleep? Is it poor nutrition? Is it something else that's going on with the body? So I'm fine with coffee, but again, in moderation, and if we feel like we're really reliant on it, let's figure out what's actually going on with our bodies.
1: So if people wanted to get in touch with you, um, how how does it work? You know, if someone wants to come to you, you know, in the new year, maybe they say, I want to get healthier. I'm not going to do it on my own. I want to get some help from Heather. Um, How does it work? How do do people start? What what can they expect?
2: So, Individuals can give me a call. They can send me an email. They can contact me through my website. I always like having a conversation with them first to make sure it's a good fit, make sure that I understand what their goals are and that they understand what my services are. And then I have them fill out some health history questionnaires, a three-day food log. I do an analysis of their current intake. And then we start with that hour-and-a-half session to go through the analysis that I'll have done on their food log, talk about their food preferences, put together a meal plan and some goals. And then we can take it from there in any direction that would be helpful for them.
1: Now, in your experience, have, has some people's insurance covered a nutrition? Because I know some companies, their insurance is part of, they have a nutritionist as part of their insurance package. And then if someone maybe has a health savings account, they might be able to use that for nutrition. I mean, do you have any insight on that from your side that you do see insurance companies paying for this, or, or is it more out of pocket based on what you, your experience?
2: My practice is a self-pay, so I I don't take any insurance or deal with insurance in any way. If an individual has a health savings account, then those funds can be used for nutrition services. But other than that, I, I don't deal with insurance.
1: So what's it been like for you personally to be in this role? I mean, you serve so many different people and you probably get to talk and learn so much as you go along. What's it been like for you personally?
2: It's been a delight. I love being a dietitian. It is I think a wonderful profession. It's everyone needs to eat, so everyone can relate and uh, everyone can have a discussion about it. And I just feel honored to, to help people to feel good and, and accomplish their goals, whether that is physically or health based.
1: Heather, could you give us your website?
2: It is uh, nutrition wellness solutions with an nutrition wellness
1: Thank you so much. Our guest today has been Heather Fink. She is a registered dietitian and also the owner of and sole practitioner of Nutrition and Wellness Solutions LLC in Carmel, Indiana. You need some nutritional help? You go to her, right? <laughs> I can't wait to help. All right. Well, thanks so much, Heather. God bless you.
0: You have been listening to Faith in Action the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email Jim at catholicradioindy.org dot o-r-g